Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, in which we look at the annals of true crime to find events that happened on this week in history. I'm your host, Mark Decano, and with me are my friends, Jed Lester. All right. And Rue Turner. Hello. The date we're looking at this week is the 31st of July, and on this date in 1910, Chief Inspector Dew of Scotland Yard boarded the SS Montrose. There he approached one of the passengers saying, Good morning, Dr. Crippen. Do you know me? The passenger liner had just docked in Quebec, and Dr. Hawley Harvey Crippen was one of the most wanted people on earth. Pursued for the murder of his wife, Cora, Crippen had fled to Canada with his mistress, Ethel Lenive. So, what do we know about Dr. Crippen? We always kind of picture Crippen as being, like, his, his, culturally, he's a most heinous criminal and murderer. Yes. When, really, this is all about a single murder. Yes. No, yeah, you're quite right. I agree. Right. I think it gets mixed up in in folklore of just killings and stuff. And, yeah. and also, I think his name... It uh, conjures fear. It, it does, and, doesn't yeah. it? I, I think it... It's, I mean, obviously, no one... Has anyone been called Crippin since then? Well, it's interesting because when I was growing up, um, yeah. and if you were in like the, if something was like in the newspaper and you wanted to describe someone as like vile or you know, they, they would say exactly. he's a Crippin. So, they would yeah. be in the, the newspapers would call so that person media, a media media led kind of redesign of what he actually yeah. apparently a name was. you'd hold up alongside Jack the Ripper or such like. Yeah, but with absolutely none of the foundation apparently. So I would say initially, I oh my god, Doctor Crippen. But I, and on the whole, I'd say I, um, well, don't know enough about it. But the my blind view is that he was the most bloodthirsty, hideous individual the world has ever known. But I've got a feeling that, that wasn't the case. <laughs> he must have flayed this victim alive. Yeah, oh god, he must have been awful. <laughs> well, actually, uh. <laughs> Actually, Dr. Cribbin was quite a uh, meek man. Um, he Aren't was, they all? <laughs> he kept was, himself to himself. Kept himself to himself. But he was genuinely... He was a quiet, insular character. Um, he was like an ear, nose and throat doctor. He, he trained in homeopathy. Ah. Oh, forget oh. it. Forget yeah. it. So he yeah. was, yeah. Hang him. Oh, <laughs> forget it. Oh, so he was awful. Right. So he was awful. It's fine, it's fine. Uh, anyway, <laughs> join us next week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But uh, he was meek and mild. Now, his wife, Cora, Cora Crippen, uh, nay Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that's probably the only quality I share with her. Yeah, well, indeed. Yes. I Are you know. sure? Hang on. Was, hang on. Wasn't your, uh, wasn't your great mother brutally... Now, she, on the other hand, was a, a bawdy character she was an actress she was a um, vaudevillian uh, stage actress she used used the stage name bill elnor she was um quite domineering and crippen himself was pretty put upon by her act as it turns out mm-hmm. but not after the 31st of january 1910 because on the 31st of january there was a party at Hilldrop crescent where the crippens lived and um weirdly after that party uh, no one seemed to hear anything out of Cora again. After having been there? and Oh yeah, they been... were both there. They hosted it. Where's Whereabouts is this? This is in London. Is it? Okay. Right. Yeah, fine. They, so weren't, they, have a... they weren't wealthy. She was an actress and he was a like a GP or a yeah. specialist, I guess. But it yeah. wasn't wealthy like a surgeon or someone might be. 
But they were well to do. They did all right. But then suddenly she wasn't there to receive the thank you notes. <laughs> no, absolutely. Right, okay. Now, yeah, strangely, what she happened just, to her? She just kind of disappeared. Oh, wow. Some heck of a hangover. Very strange. Yep. Now, the fact of the matter is that, um, obviously, being a very outgoing person, she had lots of friends and all that, actor, actor types. So, Crippen had to come up with the excuses of while she wasn't around. They, you know, he okay. always had a reason, but they seemed yep. to, weirdly seemed to change. So, one, one time he would say that um, she'd gone to be with her family. Another time he'd say that she'd fled off to New York with a, a lover. You right. know, he didn't seem to have a consistent story about where, where she was, but certainly no one had heard from her. But she did have a lot of lovers, didn't she? Oh, yeah. She? Like I said. How do you know? She yeah. was, <laughs> like I said, she's an actress. So, you know, <laughs> second only to... <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the 1910, that was virtually... Well, they were, yeah, they were synonymous. Yeah, yeah. Really? Does she, if she knew a load of people and she had a load of friends, then why didn't, why wasn't there more? Hang on, where's she gone? Questions. Well, there was. Perhaps they, there weren't. You know, they were asking, and he was coming up with answers, but the answers weren't consistent. Oh, they were all because he was again, like place. I say, he's. This is not an imaginative person. This is not a. Yes, he's more formulaic. Yeah, chap. yeah. He, you know, he's he deals with um, day to days and the mundane. He doesn't come up with fanciful concepts on the on the hook. So if someone says, hey, where's your wife? He's got to go, oh, um, uh, oh, she's... Um, yes, well, okay. And she's in other people's fanciful ideas like that, we obviously... Well, quite. <laughs> they come up with the concepts, he just runs with it. So, yeah, it's interesting because naturally, if you're... Uh, if you can't come up with a consistent answer, these people are going to arouse their suspicion. Yes, and she obviously never... Well, never came back. So suspicion no. was continually rising. Yes, absolutely. So after a little while, um, some of her friends, or one one of her friends at the very least, uh, contacted the police and said, "Well, look, we are a bit suspicious about this, this woman's gone missing." Yeah. So they went round. The police went round to uh, Hilldrop Crescent, where a young actress was living now called uh, Ethel Lenny. She'd moved into Hilldrop Crescent with Crippen, weirdly outwardly wearing uh, Mrs. Crippen's jewellery and clothing, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. They questioned him. And um, you know, not, you know, he gave gave them the responses. She's run off. She's moved out. Okay, fine, interesting. Can we have a little look around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a look around. Away they went. Then they came back again, and then they came back again. So the police have now gone round three times. And had Why do they keep coming back? Well, because the suspicions were not allayed, and uh, the okay. friends and family were sort of saying, well, "Hang on, there's more to this. More to this." So the police have now gone round three times yep. to search this house. He's still there. He's still there. They're still there, both of them. And you know, suspicions aren't allayed, but they they they're looking and they're but away. But a new woman has appeared. But, so yeah. hang on, what's but going on? But ultimately, the police leave and they're satisfied. Uh, Chief, I think there was a dead body in there. But Doctor Crippen, he's not so sure. He gets a little bit spooked. So he and young Ethel up and leave. They flee, and they run off to Brussels. Now. Then the police go back and search again. <laughs> and on the fourth search, they find something in the brick floor of the basement of the house. And what they find is a human torso. Nice work. Do you have a warrant? Well, I, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> that wasn't the detail I anticipated being questioned on. 
let's say yes, they they did. But they had three three attempts, you know, when they were just let in. So on the fourth attempt, the Crippins weren't there, so they would have had to gain access. Yes, let's say for the sake of argument and legal propriety that they had the warrant. In they went, and in the basement, as I say, having dug up the brick floor, mm-hmm. they find a human torso. No arms, no legs, no head, no genitals. Just the torso. Oh, right. Gosh. Okay. Okay, right. Just now, a dark turn. when you said torso, I thought you meant torso with expected accoutrements. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have been a body, really, rather than a torso. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, just the uh, the the, the centerpiece right. of the form. Okay. Yep. So of course now, even for these police officers, that raised some suspicion. Sure. Yeah. 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 So now the chase is on. So now we find we're going. Okay, who is this? What's happened here? We need to find this man, Doctor Crippen. Mm. Even if he didn't do it, you need to find him. You got to find him. And I say, you know, what's all this then? Why would you go to Brussels? Well, from Brussels, he... It's a lovely city. No, that's true, yeah. It's he fled delightful. to the continent, put it that way. Right, okay. But actually, go, scroll back a bit. Who yeah. was... Uh, who is... Who was uh, Ethel? Ethel was a young actress. She was his okay. mistress. Ethel Lenev. Neve was right. her name. Okay. She... Uh, so good they named her twice. She's good they named her twice. The, so a, how did they... I mean, he obviously went... Perhaps he went to the theatre a lot because he had to with Cora. Well, she was an actress, had yep. actress friends. Sure. Therefore, young actresses might have appeared at the house. Sure, yeah. They struck up a friendship, so they had a relationship. Right, okay. So meanwhile, the body in the basement is taken away to be examined. Yes. The examination of the body reveals two things. One, it has a scar on it that probably is the same as a scar that Cora is known to have had. Mm-hmm. Two, it has lots of poison in it. Okay. Now, right. the, what poison is um, disputed? But it's either scopolamine, which is usually used as a, in these days as a more of a truth serum, so like a relaxant. All right, yeah, yeah. Is and, it? Yeah, right. okay. And um, hyacine, which is... A poison that has never before or since been used as a murder weapon. Assuming, of course, that poison was the reason that the person died. died and yeah. not having their head, arms and legs cut. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We What's cut we cut our head, arms and legs off and then we poison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's interesting in and of itself because it's not normal for a poisoner. Poisoners usually using poison because it's neat and clean yep. to then hack a body to pieces afterwards. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting in and of itself. But therefore, now we have the body. To dis- like to chop somebody up to dispose of a body is almost understandable you know, in the process of wanting to get rid of a body, but mm. this is a certain level of dismemberment. Yes. Well, beyond what you might normally expect, you know, arms and legs and head and genitals removed. Yeah, and for not only mm. is it a lot of work, yeah, but also, where are they all? Yeah, that's if you're gonna, a person missing. Yeah, if you're gonna go to the trouble of burying a bit of it in a brick basement, yeah. you've got to dig up the brick basement. You've got to yeah. dig a hole under the bricks, lay the piece, then relay the bricks. Why chop it up, lay a bit, and then where you, mm. where's the rest? Yeah, I'm. Um, well, I'm assuming the police had the nounce 
to dig up the rest of the basement, looking for arms and legs and heads and genitals. <laughs> well, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll skip the genital part, but certainly, yeah, looking for something. I, at this point, I don't know. As far as they were never found, they didn't find them. Whether they stopped digging when they found the first bit or not, um, you know, could be surmised from the fact that it took four goes to find, mm-hmm. find what they did find. But, um, yeah, un, un, unknown. But only the book, only this piece was uh, was found and apparently identified. So okay. Now we've got a body, and there's someone on the run, and there's someone on the run. Yep. So Crippen has fled. He's got his his mistress in tow. They fled yep. to Brussels. Now from Brussels, they get on a boat, the SS Montrose, which is heading for Canada. Yep, and. This is where something interesting happens because the ship that's on its way to Canada has the new wireless telegraph aboard. Okay. Helpfully. Helpfully. Now, the description of Crippen has been uh, put around and the captain of the Montrose receives this description. They check aboard the, the ship and he uses the telegraph then to wire back to England. To say that he believes that they've identified Crippen aboard the ship. Um, the radios and telegraphs that he has changed his appearance, but they believe is aboard. So, Chief Inspector Dew, Scotland Yard, they leap aboard the SS Laurentic, um, which is a much faster ship. And away they go. Leap aboard. Well, they, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blues and twos. Blues and twos. Bells ringing. On the other boat. Police boat. Police boat. A police Atlantic police boat, presumably. (laughs) How long does it take to go to? uh, Where are they going? America? No, they're not. Canada. Canada. Yeah, yeah. So, is it like steam paddle? It's um, (laughs) it's a well, it's a steam powered. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A month. Well, yeah, a couple of weeks, certainly. Blimey. Takes a while. I wonder if they could see it. What's interesting about that is that if, uh, if the, because they were in the steward rooms, in the, you know, the, the, the nice rooms on the ship, uh, uh, they right. were steward service, so they were recognised. If they travelled third class, no one really? would have bothered looking. No. Plus, they went to Canada, which at the time was a crown dominion. It was part of Britain. Whereas Crippen actually was a United States citizen. If they'd gone to America, he would have had to have been extradited, and that could have taken ages. Oh right, hang on. Well, if we, have I missed this? The he was actually American. He was born in Michigan. Oh okay. All oh, right, I didn't know that. So he should, what he should have done was gone home. If he'd gone home back yeah. to Michigan, third class, third class, you know, he'd be alive today. <laughs> One third <laughs> class ticket to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> but he went to Canada, so that was it was owned by Britain. Fine. Yeah. So, so but English, kind of like British hunting. law. So he might as well have landed in Cornwall. Yeah, effectively. In terms of extradition, they just went there and said, "Okay, you're coming with us." You're fucking nicked me, old beauty. So they got straight back onto the the, the amazingly named SS Megantic, <laughs> which is such a made-up name. Hang on. So they arri- the Montrose arrives in on yes, in, fine, in yeah. Quebec. Yep. The Laurentic has already docked. Because it was a bit quicker. Exactly. Yep. Chief Inspector Dew, he pretends to be a pilot, and I'm using pilot... He's be a pilot? I mean, what about <laughs> a, why don't he pretend to be a captain? Well, 
I'm not using pilot in the fancy dress term. Not like he's, he's not dressed as David Niven. Plane's been invented. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a small plane. In fact, a pilot. A pilot's ridiculous outfit. <laughs> he may as well have gone as a spaceman of the time. Okay. Surely. So in. Okay. In. Uh, I'm trying to think of when planes were invented. <laughs> Early O's. Of the 19s, wasn't it? Well, there's Blario, of course. Blario. Oh, that's about that. In fact, hang on. In fact, you should have got to... That's who you should have contacted. Blario (laughs) Planes Limited. Fly me um, instead of sail me very slowly. Yeah, well, um, okay. So I'm using the word pilot. Yes. In In the the nautical nautical Right, fine. But it basically means that it's the guys who get on the they come aboard the ship and they guide you into the for the last you know, few hundred yards or whatever. So he gets on board pretending to be the pilot to guide the boat in. He goes Captain. up to he, they get uh, Crippen's identified. He goes up to him. He says, "Good morning, Doctor Crippen. Do you know me?" And he responds he no. by saying, "Are you the pilot?" <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Crippen responds by saying, "Words to the effect that thank God it's all over. I'm in trouble." Okay, right, fine. That would suggest. It just confirms how... Kind of suggests he did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's confer- well, I suppose he was on a chase, but... Yeah, I mean, it's a long chase. He's had time to settle Mind down. Mind you, I, I, yeah. I would suggest he, that means a mild admission of guilt because for three weeks, if we assume it took three weeks, he's kind of gone... He's basically been thinking, ah, I'm in, I'm in the clear. Yeah, we wonder in that time whether he knew on the ship, you know, someone would have told him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That you're going to be arrested when you get there. Otherwise, why would this policeman say, "Do you know who I am?" Well, it would only he, be. He well, know who he is. I, I'm assuming it meant in the sense that, you know, I'm a policeman come to arrest you, rather than do, do you know me personally? <laughs> Have you seen my badge? <laughs> he may, well, he may be may fully aware he was wife. going to be arrested when he got off the boat. By that time. Maybe. It's hard to hold that kind of information in for three weeks. Well, yeah. I mean, technically, it would have only been the the, the, the telegraph operator, the ship's captain, and maybe like yes, it wouldn't, have, it would wouldn't have, have been known. A... They wouldn't have like just <laughs> gathered. Hey, crew, come and listen to over this. the tannoy. Guess who we've got? <laughs> yeah. Would all passengers please remain in their cabins while we arrest a notorious escaping murderer? Thank you. Yeah. The um, right, so he came quietly, is what he came you're suggesting. Yeah, and, and uh, as was his nature. So he and young Laniv, who at this point he is dressed as a boy, um, although you, you don't mean a sort of inflatable protection. I don't mean ship, a, I don't mean in a nautical sense, uh, not a nautical boy. God for that. I mean as a male child, um, okay. being a youngster and Crippen being an older fella. Um, she, oh, okay. She yeah, dressed there was a big. She dressed as a, as a boy. She basically okay, she put on a hat. And um, but the telegraph message that was sent back said clearly in it that um, uh, Lenev is accompanying, uh, dressed as a boy, but clearly a woman. I'm a real boy. So like right. uh, master of disguise. Master of disguise. Yeah, she was. She was not definitely. Oh, okay. Right. Fine. Fine. So that's when. So uh, they were nearly in the clear. Kind, oh, nearly in the clear. Of. So they, they literally could, didn't even get off the boat. Bon- Montrose docks, they're arrested. Yes. Back on the Megantic, they sail for England. Oh, that's annoying, isn't it? Under arrest. So another three weeks. <laughs> three weeks more on the boat. Oh, God. <laughs> Six weeks at sea. So, um, what's her name? Uh, Ethel. Ethel. Technically, well, I suppose technically, we don't know. But I was going to say, hasn't done anything. T- yes. Uh, wrong. Yes. So could she have said, 
Actually, do you mind if I I'm stay? Do you mind if I stay here? Well, no, because first you have to be taken back and well, yeah, ask questions. Like, question, doesn't work like that, does it? <laughs> I'm jumping in. Taken. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because she might. I mean, you know, she might have. She might have done it. But yeah. um, all right, fine. Carry on. So <laughs> little Lanive, just as a boy, little Jeanette Cranky. Yep. She's uh, taken back to um, the assizes. As it turns out, she's only charged with accessory um, um, because yeah. you know she didn't do anything. No, she didn't turn him in. But she ran off with a wanted, with a wanted crim. Surely they'd have, they'd have to prove that she knew that he'd murdered her. She was charged with it, but she was acquitted. She might not. Have okay, she actually got off. But the fact you know, sense. circumstantials. She's living in the house. Wearing her clothes and jewellery, the body's in the basement. And when he said, hey, the house has been searched three times, let's bugger off to Brussels and then Canada, she went, yeah, fine. And uh, I'll go in disguise. <laughs> it's all yeah. a little suspect. Oh, uh, yes, all right, yeah, yeah. The disguise bit. Yeah. Why would that she need... Help. She doesn't need to be in disguise, does no, she? absolutely no. not. He does. He has to... He does. I don't know what he... Perhaps he, he was shaved, in disguise. He, sh- uh, he shaved off his moustache. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And started growing a beard. Okay. Which would have been a weird look. It would have been. Even yeah. Well, especially then, I imagine. Would it have been would more have looked like a hipster? American? Well, yeah, yeah. He would have looked Amish. Hey, English. <laughs> Ironically, he wasn't Un- Unlike that torso. No. No. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't look Amish or Doesn't look Amish, no. <laughs> okay. So she went back with him because she had to, effectively. Yes, they go back. Uh, so they go back for a trial. She's charged. They? Yeah, they go back for trial. She's charged with accessory. She's acquitted. Um, Twenty-seven minutes of deliberation, and Crippen is found guilty of murder. God, they're all quick, aren't they? Don't like telling about. What was got, the last got milk to we did? Ruth Ellen. She was twenty minutes, wasn't she? Yeah, twenty. But she did stand minutes. over the body and say, yeah, oh, "I'm I guilty." You're right. <laughs> twenty. He, twenty yeah. minutes. Twenty-seven minutes. I do, I was in court once. And I'm uh, sorry, I was in a jury once. <laughs> yes, and important distinction. It, there was a, we did a, God knows why we're doing this. A bloke jumped a red light and he was and in he court. a jury? And he was in court and we were probably in. And he got a probably, fine. I, I, I think he was not guilty, but not we guilty. were probably debating for like an hour or something over this pointless Red light thing, but anyway. So, what did you say? Twenty-seven minutes. Twenty-seven no. minutes. To sorry, what was the verdict? Guilty. Guilty. Yes. Guilty as hell. Right. Okay. Interestingly, I was on a jury. I've been on a jury twice. Oh yeah. First time I you've uh, got my turn. Yeah, probably on my eighteenth birthday. I received two birthday cards. Yeah, and I, court summoned. I was. Well, I was eighteen <laughs> as well. <laughs> which, which means that they summoned me before From I was the court. 18. That was very yeah. good of them to wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> Sadly, no. Sadly, to go, to go uh, and I, I will tell you this. I remember going into court to be selected for the jury, and on the on the count on the counter on the front of the jury's bench were folders full of birthday, birthday presents. <laughs> it was a massive murder case. Oh right, right, right. Massive. In his crown court. What kind of murder case? Yeah. So it's massive. Massive. It's huge. Well, it was a big old file. There was a lot of reading. Yeah. Actually, in retrospect, probably didn't want to do it. You're charged it with massive exciting. murder. The folders were open, and there were all these clear crime scene pictures. Oh god! And the bailiff came round, and the judge said, "Please disregard the folders in front of you, which the bailiff will remove." He took them all away, and I got a reckless driving case. And I tell you, that guy was going down. <laughs> <laughs> so, did they put it there to kind of? Flavor your. It was from the previous case. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> for God's sake! Just I, to whet your appetite. I missed what you could have won. Yeah, 
Um, right, so he was pronounced guilty, was he? He was guilty and sentenced what to... What did he... Um, what? Hanging? By any chance? Could the, it have been? The only possible outcome. Hanging. Dun, 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 dun. Hanging. Doing. He went to Pentonville Prison, where he was hanged by the neck until he was dead. November 23rd, 1910. His hangman's name was John Ellis. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, I hope the hanging was nice and clean. Because clanging... Like, clanging... <laughs> Was clanging when, against when you the... see someone committing suicide by hanging in a movie, what they are actually doing is strangling themselves. Yeah, to that's death. they're garroted, aren't but, they? Yeah. yeah. When you when you're sentenced to hanging, mm. the hanging should yeah. kill you instantly. Yes. Well, the idea of, your neck. the idea yeah, of it exactly. is yeah, it breaks yeah. your neck, so it's a quick drop. Yeah. But the, that extra clause until dead is the bit that's there. Yeah, that, yeah, just in right. case it doesn't In snap case you. it doesn't work, yeah. It makes it a bit more... We're going to tug on your legs a bit. It makes it a bit more gruesome as well. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot there. <laughs> so, first of all, Sentence the intention of a hanging, hanging is... There's two words say a lot. The intention... Of, sorry, I should say, in the intention of modern hanging, and modern... By modern, I mean a hundred years ago. Yep. Is that you, you would fall through a trapdoor and your neck will snap. Although, yes. when hanging was initiated... You started on the ground, the noose was put around your neck, and you, and were, you were pulled up. up. Yeah, right. So like you a would lynching. a lynching. So you would oh, be dear. strangled, and like you would do if you were committing suicide, it would be a strangulation. See, this, uh, if but I that's was not humane, so no. the humane inverted commas is yeah. to you'll, snap. You'll pass out from lack of blood. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say, if you're going to yes. get one of them, the winching up bit, you would just gradually pass out. It wouldn't be like ah. And that's why you yeah. have the, uh, again, Don't inverted know. commas, the tradition of people running up and grabbing their legs and tugging them down to snap yeah. their necks so that they don't suffer. Oh, right, okay, right. Any more than they already are. Yes, of course. So. So that happened. Well, he, I believe, I have no reason to suspect it wasn't a clean drop. I imagine oh, there would gosh. be more on the subject if it, if it, if it uh, sure. went awry. It hanged until it really hurt. <laughs> until awfully sore. <laughs> So once he was sore enough, um, yep. he was buried in the grounds of Pentonville Prison, where he remains, as far as I, his remains remain. Um, and a rosebush was planted on the site over it. There are family members in Michigan to this day who are trying to get him repatriated into the US. I mean, I can understand that, I suppose. The, yeah. I mean, perhaps not to this day, but the, but the notion of... Family repatriation, I mean... Well, frankly, I don't even know anyone in my family who existed 100 well, years quite, ago. Yeah. And whether I would be prepared to spend the time and money on getting their dead body moved sure, from one yeah. continent to another... Yeah, but you're nothing. Yeah, but that's... Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, might, I, I think might, maybe they, it's a good way of selling a story about something. Yeah, I might do if I could open a hotel or a restaurant. Crippen's Rest. Yeah. Although that might all be for nothing if it turns out that he was innocent. Of course, yeah. What yeah. are you saying? Well, there's there is the possibility. Oh God, here we go. Here we go. Have we just wasted an hour? <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot of theories, not only about why he killed his wife, but also whether he killed his wife. Now, Ethel Lanise, yes. who moved to Canada and then returned to London. Okay. Um, Let me guess. On a boat. Uh, with <laughs> a pilot, most of her life at sea. <laughs> Back again. 
Um, she apparently told Sir Hugh Rankin, who was, who was, uh, he's a, an eccentric. He's a, an adventurer. Put it that way. He's a British eccentric. Okay. Um, so Hugh Rankin is a, he's a baronet, and a soldier, and all sorts of things. She allegedly told him that Doctor Crippen killed his wife because she had syphilis. A bit harsh, but yeah. But there was one uh, a Victorian and Edwardian barrister who suggested that Crippen was using hyacinth on his wife as a depressant or an antidepressant uh, or an aphrodisiac because as I say it wasn't there's used three, as a there's three wildly different moves yeah. <laughs> well again we are talking Some Victorian depressants <laughs> exciting <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, yes what, one again, of those it was using it for a certain reason I and mean, we react differently in, in different ways with different people but as I said it wasn't used as a poison for murder before or since ah. so it would be interesting oh, yes, what, if that was that, a, a dose you know then right. that why it would have it, but then it's possible then that if that were the drug that was administered, that it was administered as an overdose accidentally, and that he just panicked when she died. I mean, that okay. would fit with his right. character of well, just being. A I don't know why just chopped her head and arms, <laughs> her legs and yeah. her genitals off. Exactly. Although in a panic, excuse my rudimentary biology, how you chop the genitals off of a woman is beyond me. Well, if you've done the, well, if you've done the legs, which brings us to part two. Part two. Whether he actually did kill his wife. Oh, right. Okay. I mean, yes, there was a torso in the basement. Yes, you, there's a torso <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> We've all got one of them. The question <laughs> is, who was it? Well, right, yes. we have an, uh, It's yes. an easy assumption. Missing wife found a torso. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, although modern DNA evidence suggests that it's almost possibly actually definitively male. Right. So I don't know who it is, but it's definitely not a wife. So hang on, that suggests that the DNA was extracted, or the body bones are in a they had jar. skin samples from the post mortem at the time. It oh. preserved. Oh wow! So in about two thousand and seven, I think it was okay. Michigan State University, Michigan again, oh, yeah. claimed that the remains could not have been Cora because using relatives. Of hers, right from the family, okay. yeah, yeah, and compared DNA Good samples idea. from that and the and the, and the yeah, skin yeah. samples. Yeah, this is the, the thing, isn't it? yeah, exactly. They found that it had to be a male, which wow, would explain wow. how the genitals, inverted commas, yeah. weren't present because they had been cut off. Yeah, yeah. So to a policeman of the time, a lady <laughs> is, is a very much a... like a man <laughs> who's had his genitals chopped off. Yeah, I'd really? say that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, it's fair. Now that's the, what they the, assumed. Yeah, they were I looking mean, for a body, and they went, "Well, hey, here's a body." Yeah, they're looking for someone who's missing, Cut and then and they dry, found yeah. a piece of a person. Yeah, sure. They're putting, as you yeah. say, two and two together and coming up with whatever number fits the scenario. Mm. I mean, the fact of the matter is that at the time, in murder cases, they would normally put quicklime on the body on the remains to help aid with the decomposition. Decomposition. Thank you. Which. However, in this instance, it didn't work because it turned into slaked lime in the in the damp basement and basically acted as a preservative. <laughs> so it had the opposite. Right, right, right. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, which is how they would. Yeah. So what's that? Don't don't use <laughs> don't use quick lime in a moist condition. Yeah. Okay. Make a note. Thank you. You've it was dank down there. Yeah. You, I mean, you've got to appreciate the dank. Seems nobody wants to hang out in a dank pit no more. Oh, but more the dank, the dank. So. If it wasn't Cora, why was he running? Yeah. So 
the possibility is that he did kill his wife. We just didn't find her body. Yes. Or he didn't kill his wife, but he ran because he thought that he was being investigated because he had an affair and she'd gone missing. And if he didn't know where she was and couldn't produce her. And by the way, there's another body un- under the bricks. Maybe there's another body under the bricks. Maybe if they dug up the bricks, there would have been you know, 100 bodies. Yes. Who knows? Who knows any of that? But all we, all we know for now is that Dr. Crippen hanged for the murder of his wife. And the body in the basement possibly wasn't her. Well, could it have been her victim? Okay, that's a whole other series of films. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, she was quite a domineering woman. Domineering Cora, enough yeah. to kill? Yeah. I mean, and she openly had affairs with many, many people. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot there. It's very interesting. So we've got the first use of the wireless telegraph in the murder investigation. Thank we've you, got Mr. The, Marconi. We've got, the, mm-hmm. we've got the slowest ever high-speed pursuit. Yes. Slow, slow speed <laughs> pursuit. Thank you. White Star Line. Yep. The White Star Line, who named all their ships using the ick, ick ending. Atlantic, so as in Atlantic. Yes. A sea. So I we've mean. used we've used the Laurentic and the Megantic, and you might also have heard of other ships of the line. The Atlantic? The Atlantic. The Titan Ick. The Titanic, very much so. Well, really? Yeah, that's White oh, Star, okay. and the Britannic, and the Olympic sister ships. So it was that style of... It was liner. A, it was a sea going. See what I've used there? An Atlantic a liner. liner. A liner. Yeah. Boat. Big yeah. um, old boat. Okay. Right. 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 So Doctor Crippen has been in film. He's been in comedy. He's been in novels. He was in uh, a Broadway musical. There's a 1962 feature film called Doctor Crippen, which starred Donald Pleasance. With Samantha Egger as Ethel Lanouf. I like that movie. In a film. Yep. When did Ethel die? 1967. So therefore, she could have watched all of that on telly on, or on at the cinema or something. Yeah, yeah, she would have, have seen it all. She bizarre. Have seen it all. You've got your doctor, you've got your foreign escape, and you've got, well, presumably you've got murder, I suppose, and all of that comes together to being... Interesting to the wider public. If it was me, if I was her, I think I'd stay home and watch Doctor Who on the <laughs> other channel. <laughs> well, she wouldn't have been able to stray far from because I think we'll end on this fact, which is that uh, Madame Tussauds had a waxwork of Doctor Crippen in their Chamber of Horrors. Really? They put oh, it in no, in 1910, and it remained wow. there until 2016. Wow, wow. Really? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for this time. If you want to know more about what we've discussed over the course of this episode, just Google it or something. You can see daily true crime updates on our Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, or you can support the show with a PayPal donation. And links to all of those are on our website, truecrimediary.co.uk. Join us next time when we will be similarly discussing and digressing on another event in true crime history. Until then, my thanks to Jed and Rue, my name's Mark, and we'll see you on the next date in our true crime diary.